My name is Ed and welcome to the third ever episode of The Hogcast for the last two weeks in a row. We have had Ace Trainer Liam and the one and only Spammels here on the channel in our amazing brand new Hogcast. However, today I am joined by one of my oldest friends on the old YouTube circuit. Please welcome, joining me in your ear holes, Mr. James of Luke and James Play. Hello, James Stingmore. How's it going, guys? Well, thank you very much for having me, Ed. Thank you very much for being here, Jim. It is a pleasure to have you. Now, I should start by saying that you're actually one of like the oldest creator friends that I think I have as part of Gamehog, because we met, was it May 2016 at Comic-Con? I think it was, yeah. I think our first one was May 2016. Yeah, and we had tables at the same time. And interestingly, I think I told you guys this before, but we had a slight resentment of you because until you guys popped up on the billing, we were this really small channel. Mm. And we were like, oh, sick, we might be the underdogs behind all like, you know, the Tom scars and everything. And then suddenly, like a couple of days before, Luca James played pop up and we're like, oh, fuck, we lost the underdog token shit. Yeah, and we went yeah. in and then we met you guys as we were setting up. And I was like, they're really cool guys. I can't <laughs> harbour any resentment against them for that. They're really cool. Yeah. And then we just got on very well that weekend. I think we kind of hung out a little bit. We didn't hang out as much as we've hung out in the following MCMs. No, no, we didn't. We definitely hit it off, I'd say. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it was just, an. I think we were both sort of timid in the sense, because it was both our first Comic-Con, so we weren't quite sure what to expect, how to speak to other YouTubers there. That was definitely my position on it. I was kind of feeling like, because we were so small, I was very nervous about going up and talking to other channels because I, I, you know, I was concerned about their perception of us. Like, oh, they're talking to us just because they want to get subs. There's things like that. Like, that was my concern. Yeah, you um, always think there's some ulterior motive to speaking to someone when you know that there isn't. Is yeah. that when you're meeting a very big YouTuber or speaking to someone who knows a big YouTuber, you can't help but just go... Do they think I'm speaking to them to get to the other person? Yeah, because that I goes really through my care. head every time. And that's yeah, that's same. a big barrier to try and get past. And absolutely, that's not the truth. Like uh, Liam, for example, is the best example. He treats uh, everyone like his best friend. And that's that's what attracted me towards Liam straight away. And that's why I love him so much, because he's just such a down to earth guy. And a lot of people would expect him to, to not be like that because of his channel but he, he speaks to you like anyone else would oh absolutely he's incredibly down to earth and like you say that's exactly what gravitated me towards him as well he's mm. just very easy to get on with he's very genuine and he's also very encouraging which yes. is like the main part of being in this creator circuit is you never know what's going to happen you never yeah. know if people if people want you here or if they care or not so it's nice to have someone there who's always Kind of always cheering you along. Yeah, he's incredibly supportive as well. For those people who maybe don't know what Luke and James Play is, which is the channel that James has joined us from, why don't you describe to the people listening what Luke and James Play is? Although, if they're listening to the podcast, the chances are they have seen you on here before. Hopefully. Um, basically, Luke and James Play started with me and Luke. We, we used to play games together a lot when we were younger. Um, and it started out with things like Halo. You know, you were just sitting side by side, split screen, Trying to shoot each other on a map, getting sort of into <laughs> fights when you would cheat, uh, what they call it, screen cheating. Um, oh, screen watching. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd end up putting a bit of card on the screen so you could sit on either side of it, things like that. So that experience got lost over time because obviously then Xbox Live came out and people could play in separate houses. 
but it lost that charm because even though you were enjoying it, you weren't in the same room anymore. And as obviously our lives moved on, we were playing games together less and less and things like that. And we were at work one day and we were just like, do you know what? We have not played games together in ages. And we were just like, how can we rectify this? Like, what can we do so that we can bring back that charm? Like, just sitting and chilling and playing games again. And thus Luke and James play was born. Yeah, we sat and pondered for ages and we were just like, how can we do this? Like, how is this going to fly with Luke's girlfriend, my wife? You know, we had to be clever about this. And we suddenly (laughs) thought, YouTube... Like, that is the simplest, you know, answer. We'll say we want to try and start a YouTube channel and we won't do it to get big. We're not doing it to get famous. We're just using it as an excuse to play games together every Sunday. But something emerged from that so much greater than we ever thought it was. And we just continued and continued. And two years on, we're still here. And that idea has just boomed into, you know, the huge community that we have behind us now. So... Yeah, and and we've always tried to stick with that sort of co-op theme, so, you know, playing in the same room, um, which is becoming harder and harder, unfortunately, as games remove that. This is true, and that's actually part of the reason that I love the Nintendo Switch so much, is that it totally embodies the idea of, you know, sitting and playing games locally, because that's the point, that's what you do, you're literally sitting there just playing. Yeah. And that's great. I love that. Um, like a perfect example uh, recently was Far Cry 5. I've been playing that. They, they really pushed co-op um heavily on advertising that game like you can play in the campaign co-op things like that however the game has no local co-op oh that's a shame so you can't play it split screen which again you know would you you'd think that would be a given they're pushing the fact that the game is co-op yet it has no split screen co-op um but yet we've got things like a way out that me and luke are currently recording um and that is only co-op um, so, and it has no single player and it is split screen. And that really, I, as I was saying to Luke, it's like it's designed for our kind of channel. Um, so there are, those, there are still games that are coming slowly like that, but then there are big games that are just completely throwing it out the window. And I think that's a great loss. It is a great loss because you're right. That is the essence of a lot of our childhoods is sitting down, playing a game with friends. Most of them, it's things like Mario Kart and Smash Bros and stuff. Those are so, they were so brilliant and they're such great, authentic games to play with friends still. And that's why I love the Nintendo Switch so much. I want to be able to play Mario Kart with someone who doesn't also have the console. Hand them a controller. They're fine. It's done. You can play wherever you want. And that's great. So you're right. It is nice to see that it's coming back in a certain yeah. way. I mean, anyone that you go to, like most gamers, you can say Rainbow Road 2 and they will know the hate that was, yeah. you know, yeah, the friendships <laughs> traded between people because of Or that. anybody you've ever played, what was it called with? If you, Anybody you've ever played Portal with. Oh, yes. There's a chance you're no longer friends with any of them. Yeah, or Mario Party. Mario Party. Did you ever play I'm Mario not, Party? I've not actually played much Mario Party, so I can't really comment. Oh, we have to have an evening of that. We'll hate okay, each well, other by the good. end of it, but oh, certainly, it'll yeah. be fun. Well, Jim, this brings us actually neatly onto the first thing we do. Now, most people listening to the Hogcast will have noticed by now that we top and tail all of the Hogcasts with our guests with a nice questionnaire. It's a nice way of getting into your head, getting to know how you work, and trying to understand your brain outside of the normal questions that an interviewer may ask you. So, Jim, are you ready to sit down and go through the Pivot questionnaire? I'm going to give it my best shot. Good stuff. Let's start with the first question, for that is a great place to start. What is your favourite word? Ooh. I think I'd have to go with beautiful. Ooh. Why? Because it's just... Out of what it implies, or out of the way it looks, or feels, or sounds? I think it's just, it fits so well with its 
what it means. I see. <laughs> it's just, it's a very attractive word. I don't know if anyone else will get that, but I've, I think it's just a very attractive word. And obviously it means, beautiful is, you know, describing someone that looks nice or, you know, something that is very pleasuring to the eyes, things like that. And it's just a nice word and it describes something so elegantly. I feel. So you like it because it's literal in a yeah. way. I mean, you can say like a lot of people go, oh, she's really fit or <laughs> yeah, she's really hot, you know, or she's smashing. But if you go, she's really beautiful, that's, that feels so much nicer and it probably oh, relays agree. to a person that you're saying to so much nicer. It's kind of like when you say things like love in a text. Yeah. Or that point in a relationship where you finally start saying, oh, I love you or something mm-hmm. like that. It feels very different. And I I resent people sending me texts with like L-U-V. Because I, it's like either say you love me or don't. Don't get me started it's- on text language because it annoys <laughs> the hell out of me. I'll tell you the one word I cannot stand when people are texting is when they say rents. Just say parents. I don't mind please. rents because it came. I kind of like the emo implication of what that used to be of oh they're mm. my parentals because <laughs> I rent I rent my house from them. Oh, I kind of liked that idea, but I I agree with you. Yeah. It is tedious and boring. Or it's when people will take a word and change it, but it's the same amount of words as the original word. Why? It's not what saving you, you any time. Um, oh, do you mean so, syllables? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, not syllables no, I know necessarily. Like, if I think of a... I'm just trying to think of a word um, that... But it, it basically, it's like spelling, uh, like, thanks, but they'll say it T-H-A-N-X. It's like, just spell it's it like, normally. Oh, just, just put a couple of extra letters yeah, in, put in the Yeah, it doesn't save effort. you any time, and yet it's so <laughs> this, stupid. This society is eroding. No, yeah. I agree with you on that one. It's, it's, I do it, agree it, with you on that one so entirely. Like, and the fact that some of these words, like lol, have landed in the dictionary... That- I think the thing that made me the most angry with that was when the crying with laughter emoji somehow made its way into the dictionary, which really pisses me off because it's always attached to really shit memes yeah. or shit posts from teenagers in tweets where they think it's hilarious yeah. or it's a picture of Will Ferrell with a totally unrelated... Like, sh- I'm talking shit 2010, 2011, 2012 memes yeah, when, when it was memes just were all troll face popular, yeah. and shit they all had crying with laughter faces somewhere in the post and it was just like do you know how rarely you cry with laughter when was the last time you wept with laughter i think one of the last times was during the 24-hour stream <laughs> i with think the, yeah playing golf the infamous with friends with anal Luke. pounder 5000 oh yeah and also <laughs> when you were playing golf with friends yeah, on your 24 that, hours that was stream. kicking My me God. off yeah yeah that was mental you were actually losing your mind yeah it was there. funny it was luke's reactions to everything because just Luke gets very annoyed by things that just don't make sense. If something doesn't make sense, yeah. Luke goes from zero to ten anger-wise straight away. Like if if something isn't working because it just doesn't make sense. Well, that's the same Luke as me. If something mechanically doesn't yeah. work. So or trying to yeah. make Luke play golf with a <laughs> cylinder <laughs> or an acorn. That has zero gravity. It was just spectacular. Comedic I've genius. Gotta say, yeah. I've got to say. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. But I mean, coming back to the word idea, it's just like, I hate the fact that these words have been added into the dictionary because the greats in the past, like Shakespeare, he added words that actually would make sense and feel, you know, that they actually added something to the English language. Do you want to know the word Shakespeare invented? Assassin. Well, well, apparently. And also, he also invented the word brilliant, I think. Mm. I've not. I, the, I mean, I don't know. I all love of them, the idea of. I think it's brilliant, or it's another superlative like that. Either brilliant yeah. or excellent. But I love the idea of that because it was him going. I've just finished this play called Macbeth, and I tell you what, it's 
It's brilliant. brilliant. It's what? It's it's brilliant. It what means fantastic. Mean? It means it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Read it. But See, yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> See, and now and now now we're adding things like lol and and simples. Like So would that go down because the second question of the pivot questionnaire is what is your least favourite word? Would that therefore go into your least favourite? Like you don't like those text words? No. My my least favourite word is actually a, a, a swear word, which is C-U-N-T. Oh, okay. Um, that was Liam's favourite curse word oh, in the really? first week. I, I had to bleep it out a lot. Yeah, see, yeah, I saw that, yeah, because he just said it a few times just to get it out of his system. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not something that I will dislike for a person for saying. It's not like I'm going to, in judge conversation, someone someone's going to use it and I'm going to go, don't use that, please. I don't like it. Like, I'm not that sort of hateful towards it but i personally just don't use it i don't like the word um i just yeah i just don't like it i don't know why it just doesn't sit with me like i don't mind other swear words i just don't like that swear word and i don't know why i just think it feels really filthy and horrible see i don't like using it in content because i feel like it's a bit much but i do like using the word to describe someone who's maybe a bit of a knob (laughs) <laughs> or to or actually how I refer to my best friends. Uh, we've all called each other that word since we were sixteen. Yeah. Like I've I've only used so Freddie, for instance, we both call each other the C word and we have since we were about sixteen. I've seldom called him Freddie to his face. <laughs> like if he arrives, it's all like, Oh hey Freds, how's it going? Or yeah. If if I'm calling for him down the street, like he's going to get me crisps or something, I go, Hey Fred like Freddie, can you get me this as well? That doesn't happen. It will be Oi! And then like, yeah, yeah. bleeps like it's really, really bad. But it's now become as a result that word no longer resonates with me in a negative way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't prick up people's ears as much as it used to either. Like I no. see it used quite regularly now, um, even through other podcasts. Um, for example, I was listening to Ricky Gervais's podcast the other day, and they use it quite a lot. He uses it a lot because that's yeah. the kind of like it's the kind of guy he is, you know. Yeah. He likes to make those jokes that are on edge, but also he comes from a kind of working class background that's pretty swear heavy. And yeah. I still remember because I used to listen to all his radio shows and XFM mm-hmm. and that. And he talks about when he was doing his first ever radio show. It was the day after Princess Diana had died or something, right. and he was on the BBC World Service, and he was just nervous because he was out having like a drink with some friends in the pub before, and he was asking them all not to swear. Uh Because then he'll get his brain into the mode of swearing. Yeah. But it is weirdly easy when you're on radio, knowing that there are punishments for doing such that stop your body from reaching for swear words. Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of filter with YouTube. See, I I find it very difficult. I mean, even in my personal life, I found it hard. Um and but my punishment has been the fact that my daughter has picked up a swear word. Oh dear. So that's kind of stopped me Which in my Which one, tracks. if you don't mind me asking? Uh, fuck. What? Yes. What were you and your so, wife doing? I mean, but the, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. You know, you know when you, that, that original meme where the kid's like, there's a monkey on the car, fuck off, you know? Right. Like, it's funny if you look at it from an outwards view, but when it's but your it's kid, you're like, oh my God, yeah, you're like, damn it. oh God, this um, child is like, now going to swear. Yeah, she was sat in the car the other day and I put her in a baby seat and the the front driver's seat was leant forwards so that I could get um, something in the car easier. And she went, Daddy, the chair's broken. And I went, yeah, I know, I've just put it forward. And she went, yeah, but it broken. And I went, yeah, it's fine. She went, but it broken. Fuck. And oh I was just God. like, oh, my God. Like, 
you know, but we've never done it directly in front of her, but she's obviously heard us in another room. So, yeah, so that's kind of stopped oh, me swearing God, in my so personal bleak. life because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that she said that. And that's, oh, it's horrible. So, yeah. <laughs> when I was young, my brother and I actually thought we invented the word fuck because by accident <laughs> we were in a room. I think my parents used to watch Top of the Pops every Friday. And so before we would oh, go I to bed, that. we'd come on in and we'd watch it with them and then we'd go to bed. Uh-huh. And there was a guy who came on called like jason bucket and so we were kind of giggling calling him jason nugget we were only like you know top of the pops was on so we were clearly young because it's not been on telly for two decades now wasn't thing but like we were we were sitting and just chatting about it going ha 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 ben nugget or whatever his name is and then my brother went ha ben fuck it and my (laughs) mum lost her fucking mind and like screamed at my brother i was like don't you dare say that word and we were oh what have we done i'm sorry mum it was really terrifying. I remember that to this day, just being yeah. like, what the fuck? I think I had a similar experience. It wasn't necessarily a swear word, but it's just like regarding using words that you don't know the meaning of at the time. Sure. Um, and I don't even know where I picked this word up from. I have no idea. I have no memory of where I heard it or um, why I thought to use it or anything like that. But I, I was... I, I don't remember how it happened, but I was kind of we, was sitting in front of my mum, and then I just pointed at her eye and I went, "Ha, you've got a really frigid eye." What? And my mum went, "Excuse me," and I was, and I, I, I realised that I'd obviously said something that I shouldn't have, and she went, "Do you even know what that word means?" And I went, "No," and then she had to explain to me what that meant. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then what did she never use the sexual again. connotation or does she explain? Yeah, she was basically con- like, no, Why she said, did she in, do that? How old because I you? was old enough. I think I might have been about eight or nine. So I was she could have at to- least gone for the kind of temperature based one of frigid means cold. Mm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I never used that in that term <laughs> ever <laughs> again. Enough. I knew what it meant then. So I was like, okay, right, yeah, I'm not going to say that again. Well, fair enough, Jim. So mm. I think we have discussed words for quite a while. So I think I'm going to have to move us on to our move third on. question of the first Gamehog questionnaire that we start with. So what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Ooh. Typically... A lot of people say things like passion or mm-hmm. people's enthusiasm for stuff, but that's quite obvious because seeing that stuff really does inspire you creatively, yes. spiritually, and emotionally. So is there anything else there? Is there ever a song or a, a bit of art that you've seen or something like that that makes you just go, fuck, life's all right? Yeah, I think personal experiences does it for me. So watching, yeah. like hearing about someone that's been in a dark place or run into difficulties or maybe has started something that they really thought was going to fail and they've smashed for every single hurdle and come out the other side gleaming. Like that really gets my my emotion going and just gives me that drive to carry on myself because, um, I mean, it's it's really strange because I saw a piece of art once and it was was a guy... um, Two guys mining, one's one's above the other. Two tunnels above each other. And one guy um, is mining and is still mining. And he is literally, if he puts his pickaxe into the mud one more time, he's going to break into another tunnel where there's a load of diamonds. The other guy is just as close, but started walking back down the tunnel. And it says, don't ever give up because you don't know how close you are. Interesting. And it's always that thing where you hear about everyone that's always been in that situation especially with youtube you know you hear a lot of youtubers that go you know i almost gave up countless times and but i drove through it every time and now i'm here so you never know how close you are so never give up because it could be the day that you give up could be the day that you were going to make it well there you go a positive message from james of luke and james play everyone 
take that so, to the so watching other uh, hearing about other people's personal experiences and hearing their life lessons that's what gets me going i really enjoy that now what turns you off oh spammel said negativity because that's something you just yeah. don't need in your life is there anything that you find really puts you off things laziness laziness so like when someone has now don't get me wrong i, I don't mind a channel um bad audio is one of mine like that really turns me off of sure. of something um but it's not immediate if, if you've only had a channel for a couple of months and things like that then i can i can live through it because i'm kind of like you're learning and, and that's fine but if i see a channel that's been up a year and a half and they've still got background noise in their mic or something like that i'm like Oh my god! You have mu someone must have told you by now that that is there and how easy it is to fix, and you are still ignoring it. But I yet have you're to complaining agree. that no one is watching your videos. That's because you're not improving yourself. Like your passion is not there. If you don't want to improve yourself, don't expect people to follow you. See, that's the I have. I find I have the opposite problem. Is that I'm finding people who are huge YouTubers who have put so little effort into any of their audio quality or video quality. Mm -hmm. So one of them I watch is a guy called Geekdom101. He's a fantastic YouTuber. I always yep. go to him if I want to hear about Dragon Ball theories or uh -huh. stuff like that or the latest news. He's very good and very quick on that. But he sacrifices speed, or sorry, he sacrifices quality for speed. Yeah. So basically, he kind of, it just sounds awful. You can hear him clicking. You can kind of hear the whirring of his computer. But he's yeah. got 100,000 subs. It's like, for fuck's sake, you must at some point have got $60 or something to buy a yeah. mic that's not crap. The thing just is, spend it's the not money, even, please. It's not even the mic. You can download well audacity is free and that has noise cancellation within it and it's so easy to do literally capture the noise of the sound and it'll remove yeah. the rest for Re you leave a 10 second gap where you make no noise whatsoever use that as the noise uh the the, the uh the what do you call it the um the noise print yeah so and and it's, it's so easy to do and people just don't do it and it's just lazy and that bothers me because no, it, i agree it kind of carries over to I see other people making so much effort and putting their life and soul and sweat into their content and yet they don't get anywhere and I'm just like how are these lazy people getting there and they don't respect where they are and you've got these other people that are literally working themselves to the bone and are getting nowhere and that bothers me so much I agree and also one that I raise quite a lot is I'm a big big hater of people who don't look down the barrel of the lens and look yes. into their viewfinder while they're vlogging it's so frustrating because I sure you can give me the whole excuse of oh yeah but I need to check that I'm in shot fuck you you're always in uh -huh. shot you're holding a camera at your face stop looking you're talking to yourself and checking yeah. how good you look while you do it and I hate that arrogance I hate the yeah. thing of like oh I'm so important let me look at myself while I talk or trying to defend it over oh, i'm just self-conscious so i speak to myself no no mm -hmm. no no no. give don't give me that shit just shut up and talk down the barrel of the lens to yeah. your audience please like just anyone if any of you do this i'm not going to call you out for it i'm not going to have a go at you but just learn from the mistakes and if you find a youtuber who does it do do them a massive favor and tell them that they're doing it because no one else is going to tell them and i know you could go oh you don't even notice you do notice it makes a you massive do. difference because it's the difference of not making eye contact during a conversation yeah. that's weird and so do, not doing that with your audience is even weirder so please uh -huh. talk to your audience not at them i mean a perfect example of someone that got around that is casey neistat like he did a video once where he explains why he wears sunglasses all the it's time it's because of that exact reason and it's for that exact reason he doesn't like the fact that he 
wants to he has to look at the camera lens so he wears sunglasses so that he can look left and right and things like that but you get that exactly you, you know you get that feeling that he is making eye contact with you the entire time so you get that personal one-on-one experience with him but he's not always looking at the camera he's looking right at the at the uh the viewfinder and things like that to see what's going on but you don't know that you can't see that so it doesn't break that experience indeed so he's a and complete genius when it comes well. to it yeah so he he got the best of both worlds because he can do what he likes with his eyes, but you don't see that. This is very true. Now, Jim, we're going to have to move further on with the questionnaire as we still have many of our other features to get to as well. And we're we're enjoying our conversation. It's a lot more conversational, this one, and I'm having good fun. But now we must go to what is your favourite curse word? My favourite curse word. Now, I said before, I like a lot of the British ones. I like a wanker. I like mm-hmm. a bugger. I think arsehole. Asshole, but do you mean yeah. British over asshole? I think I, I think I like asshole. Yeah, I just, I don't There's know why. There's a quote why. for you. I'm going to cut that clip up and have that on my soundboard forever. I think <laughs> I like asshole. I think I like asshole. I don't know why. It's not exactly an extreme swear word or anything like that, but I it just, just rolls off the know. tongue, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, I just like asshole. You asshole. You know, <laughs> it's there's something about dropping the H as well when you're British, like asshole. Yeah. There's something about asshole that's really yeah, specific. Yeah, it's so you know? British. Like it's so British to pronounce every word in there, like every letter in this asshole, because you know it just. I just I don't know why I like it. I do stands Fair out enough. to me. That's fair enough. I've, like I said, I'm a big fan of a lot of the British ones, and I guess you and I resonate on that. So moving mm-hmm. from things we love to more things we love, what sound or noise do you love? Ooh. See, I don't know on that one. No? Bubble wrap is obviously a very standard Ooh, one. yeah. I think it'd have to be the purring of a cat. Ooh. That's really... Or like... No, scratch that. Rain on a tin roof. That Yeah, actually, like, that was what Spammel said, I think. Yeah, if I, if I was to be... I would love to have the noise. And I've actually tried this with, with audio, like headphones and stuff. Um, someone recorded in the middle of the rainforest, all the rain hitting the trees and the leaves and stuff oh. like that. Just that jungle, ambient jungle it's noise. bliss. I want I, it. Oh, it's, it's so beautiful to my ears. It's amazing. So, yeah, oh. no, I'd have to scratch the perk. I like the purring, but rain is just, yeah, that would be it for me. Just rain. Have you ever tried ASMR? Yes. And do you react to it? No. I do, but not in the way they want me to. So So I do react to it in the appropriate way. But you have to be very relaxed and you have Uh to completely absorb yourself from the situation. There's one YouTuber who's one of the only ones I've discovered who can give me an ASMR kind of response. Uh And that's a girl called Heather Feather. And she has this one video. I don't know which one it is, but she kind of just whispers facts to you. But Uh she does it with binaural microphones. So you move from one ear to the other. But if you're sitting, if you're lying in a very relaxed position in a room with your eyes closed and imagine that that is a person being very soothing and kind of massaging you and talking to you in the room and uh-huh. moving from side to side. <coughs> oh God, what happened? <coughs> I'm sorry. I just started coughing out of nowhere. I got so excited by the ASMR. <laughs> if you just imagine that it's happening like that, you literally do feel like someone's there and talking to you and you get massive tingles because it's yes. like someone whispering really close up to your ear. And that's super intense. And I've kind of enjoyed that recently, but I've only found one channel that does it for me because the rest, it just feels like a creepy person just whispering to yeah. me about their life. And I, th- I think the only fast. experience I've ever had with that 
I've never a lot of the others just creep me out. I can't do it because it just it's a, it's a weird experience. It's not that it feels like someone's with me or anything like that. I just find it a very strange experience and I don't get it. Sure. The only the closest thing I think I've ever had to it that actually worked for me was there was a video that went around like a sound file and it was called a virtual haircut. I don't know if you ever listened. Oh to yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. you were in a barber's um, and they was shaving your hair, clipping your hair. Then he would put a carrier bag over your head and take it off again. Like that for me, that worked. That. If, if I sat back, really relaxed myself and just chilled, I actually felt like I had someone there clipping my hair and things like that. So that so was that ear actually, porn for you. Yeah, so that actually had that that feeling, that experience. I mean, which I imagine is what ASMR does to other people. You know, it gives yeah, them that absolutely. personal experience. It makes you feel like that person is with you in the room, um, which I is, is, I imagine, what they're going for. Um, but for me, it doesn't do anything for me i don't think or maybe i just haven't found my asmr youtuber maybe if i listen to heather feather then <laughs> maybe you'll that find would be one. it yeah um but i've not ever done any major searching for it i must admit i've maybe watched just a couple of people do it so maybe i just need to do a little bit more listening and find mine but on the flip side jim what sound or noise do you hate oh you know when someone licks their fingers to turn a magazine page yes and it makes that noise well, the th- I could attack someone that's making that noise. Oh. I remember sitting in a doctor's office once and this woman was literally licking her fingers and turning the page. But she did this magazine must have, I, it was the, the thickest magazine I've ever seen in my entire life. It must oh. have been 200 pages. I swear to God, it was like someone had glued eight magazines together and she turned <laughs> every single page. Oh, Jesus, like it. really? But she would rub her thumb across the page, uh, then turn it. And oh my God, I was like, you're lucky that you're in a doctor's office because I'm about to do stuff to you. Oh, I just I, I hate it. it. Teachers used to do that, handing out sheets of paper, and I'm like, oh, you've just lit. I can see your saliva thumbprint mm. on the work you've just handed me. See, I don't mind the wetness. It's just the noise because paper doesn't really make that. I can't even describe the noise, but because magazine paper is almost laminated, it makes that noise when someone rubs their oh, finger. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, it's making me sort of cringe in my yeah, teeth. Yeah, it's like that polystyrene. Yeah. Oh no, you've made ah no 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 you've made me think of one that really makes me cringe. Have you ever licked a tissue paper or napkin? Yes. And oh, it gets stuck to your tongue. Oh that one oh it's really my body is convulsing right now. Have you ever really bit into polystyrene? Ah no, why would that's, you do that to yourself? That's not fun. Jim, why? it's horrible. <laughs> No, it's hot, honestly, that's it's literally the worst last experience. week. Well, I discussed how polystyrene, or in my first week, I think I discussed how polystyrene is my worst sound. There's right. packages I've not opened because, because it's of polystyrene. got polystyrene in. And I, so I made the point of you wouldn't put someone else's package through fire for them to go and get it. So why are you <laughs> making me go through this oral torture where I'm yeah. having to now squeak this white plastic shit to get at my belongings? Fuck that. Oh, but yeah, I saw someone bite. Um, it was those polystyrene chips that you get inside boxes. Oh, no! And they were just eating them. Uh, oh, and it was horrible. Fuck oh. that. No, no, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was you. disgusting. Oh, Oh, Christ. Imagine being a postman and you, that's just, you, you starve to death nearly, so you have to eat those. Oh, it would be your life. I wouldn't be able to. No, I'd just I'd, I'd eat my own shoe death. or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd shave my body hair and eat that. <laughs> so, Jim, what profession other than your own would you not like to attempt? What is it that you do as a profession? Uh, I work, I sell plastic, basically. It's nothing extravagant. Polystyrene? Nothing. No, we don't actually have polystyrene. Thank God. Enough. Yeah. it's It's just you know guttering facias that's nothing exciting or major but we meet a lot of characters and they're all good fun 
You know, we don't have to watch our swearing or we can be quite sarcastic with them and just, you know, it's kind of like being in the pub. You know, when you have that sort of banter. If with sure, people it's in a the bit pub, laddie and matey. That's well, that's how good you then. can be at work. So even though the actual work is not very fulfilling and stuff, you get to have a good laugh with everyone all day. So well, that makes life a bit easier nicer. if you're going through the mundane yeah. shit You're not all the kind time. of like watching what you say all the time or you're on edge in case you upset a customer by saying something ridiculous that isn't, you know, harmful at all towards them, but they absolutely blow it out of proportion because they think they're going to get something out of it, you know? Classic. Uh, we don't have that at work, which is nice. So which profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to be in... Um, game design but in not in as in programming or anything like that but level design like i've always had a passion for um creation um uh, for example like far cry 5 i was so excited not for the game but for the map editor Um, oh right yeah I i think i've discussed this previously in streams back when far cry instincts and far cry uh two i think it was um, there was a map editor in those, and I would spend hours upon hours upon hours making puzzle maps and parkour maps and stuff like that. And I managed to get myself into a small community that uh, did exactly the same thing as me. And some of the puzzle maps that people were making could literally take seven or eight hours to to solve. Um, and they just, uh, they really I, it amazed me. And I could literally, for no reason at all, sit and create a map that would never see the light of day with other people. But I just got so much satisfaction of adding the tiniest of little details to this map that, yeah, and I would love to do that as a job. Have you ever considered tinkering around with something like Unreal or Unity? Because you could easily get those tools and then just yeah. build recently, some stuff. Recently, yes, I have. Because I was watching a video recently as I was learning to use the Far Cry 5 map editor. So as I was learning to use that, there was a guy that made a video and he said, if you guys are really enjoying this, then you really should try the Unreal editor. Uh, as it's very, very similar. He said it's not much more complicated but your your sort of your abilities and your range of what you can do is almost infinite compared to this so i have considered once i've properly had a go with map the map editor in far cry 5 once i'm comfortable with that i'm going to transition over and give that one a go interesting so game design seems to be a bit of a running theme amongst some of our people because spammels i think wanted to do game design because of the mm-hmm. same reason you did he likes yeah. the idea of creating stuff admittedly yes. yours is a bit more you would spend your time doing it on other engines and stuff but yes i think you guys that's well within your reach now because these tools are becoming so user-friendly and they're so accessible now that you can download light versions of all the software and get to grips with it via that and you could actually probably produce something that's legitimately quite good we're coming from a generation where we've experienced quite a lot of generations of gaming and so we're it's our kind of generation of people who are now going to be developing games so hopefully there may now be a kind of renaissance of video game innovation but Mm -hmm. it's hard to say if that's going to be the case or not i'd like to think it would be see one thing i've absolutely loved um and i fully support and i'm really glad that sort of developers are supporting is modding so there are so many games now where the developers actively support modding and allow it in their games yeah i just think that's a absolutely fantastic breakthrough like uh skyrim for example is even on console now skyrim and fallout have mods and it's great it's so much fun that was almost unheard of if you said that to someone 10 years ago they'd be like no no way yeah they think you'd have to be some kind of computer scientist to do it but now you can you can use tools that are so easy to you can make mods within a day 
and the developers are happy for you to put that in the game. It's awesome. It's great so, to have that kind of inclusive yeah. nature that encourages people to actually want to create this yeah. kind of thing. I mean, for example, excuse me, for example, like Player Unknown, he has built an entire career from being a you know low-level modder. He didn't even know how to program. Um, and he's now created PUBG, which is insane. You know, well, he's gone go. from making mods in his bedroom to making one of the most successful games of our generation, which, you know, is crazy. That is true. It has all kind of had a weird decline recently, hasn't it, PUBG? But although yes. they have brought it back with their new mode recently. Yeah, I think they've got greedy. That's their problem. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people get greedy and they see money over anything else. Um, most, I mean, I th- I know, I know you, me, and Spammels have a gripe with the fact that you can buy crates in game with uh, in-game money don't. that you can earn, but then you have to spend real money to it's unlock total those crates. Bollocks. I don't know who it the is. fuck was in charge of that decision. And then, which is even more ridiculous, is they fill it with a load of crap items. There's only with four items that everyone wants, chance of and there's zero point zero one percent drop rates. Yeah, for one pound fifty. Fucking criminal. That's it's not all right. crazy. Yeah. And then the only thing that does promote is the fact that when someone does get it, they then put it up on sale for like £600. But the evil side to that is the streamers that are earning ridiculous amounts of money and donations and everything else are able to go on the Steam library or Steam Marketplace, buy 200 of these crates, open them until they get these good items, and then they'll, they're just keeping them to themselves and then putting them up on the marketplace for even more because they have them all. So they can control the market and how much they're worth. And that's just not what I expected from PUBG. I didn't expect that. No, I agree. And it is a shame. It is part of the kind of 2017 problem that video games had where everything was loot crate based. But hopefully that will change in the future. I'd like to see 2019 no more. 2019 no more no more loot crates like paid for loot well crates. we can only we can only hope actually i did see shadow of war recently removed their microtransactions obviously because it wasn't Ooh. working so they've yes. just not bothered which i think is just that's the way we need to consider this going forward no more mm-hmm. paying for small shit so jim we only have two questions remaining on the pivo questionnaire so the penultimate question is what profession would you not like to do because we know that you would like to be a game designer but what would you not like to do so that's a very good question Anything to do with heights, I think. Are you bad so at heights? You see, you see these people, yeah, terrible. You see these people that do window cleaning on the side of oh, skyscrapers. and stuff. No, you can yeah, fuck off. Or no. you have um, people that li- uh, are the very top of buildings and they're literally... I mean, they're harnessed on, but they're walking across beams, you know. Yeah. God knows how many metres in the air. But you could still like, no. die if something went wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, to that point, I'm like, no. Couldn't do that. No, I agree. Severe heights, no. I couldn't be an airline steward. I couldn't do it because I'm terrified of flying. I'm not terrified of flying, but I'm so uneasy that my life is in... It's in the hands of physics and that physics can break at any moment. And I don't like that. And the thing I especially don't like is the fact that I will plummet to the ground for two minutes before dying. (laughs) It's the knowing I'm going to die die. before I die that terrifies me. So whether that's drowning, burning alive or suffocating or getting crushed to death, that's one of my worst nightmares because you can see it coming. Yes. And that that honestly fills me with dread. So yeah, maybe maybe my one would be airline stewarding. Mm -hmm. But I have to come up with a new one. I have to come up with a new 
profession every week that I don't want to do. Yeah, because I have to ask have to all these guests. One. So I have to basically <laughs> rib most of the industry that I maybe probably have to use at some point. And there'll be someone listening who's an airline pilot or an airline studio goes, oh, fuck you. No, not having you on my fucking flight, you dick. <laughs> so, Jim, for our final question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? And he will say anything to you. Believe it or not, we let in gays. <laughs> because that would be just so... You'd be like, I told you so. Yeah, that would be just so amazing to me. Just to go, ha ha, you know, all of you down there thought you were going to escape them, but we're here. All you, know? you homophobes just, down there, yeah. you're stuck with them. Just for all t- of you guys well, they, that say they God hated them. in heaven, them. though, will they, Jim, the homophobes? Well, apparently not. But you can't be in I'll heaven just... if you hate Unless you no. apologise on your deathbed, because that's what the Bible says. Yeah, but it's just I, I, I just I hate the fact that, or on the counterpart, when I mean, people don't allow gay marriage, you know, in your in in your eyes, you say God hates them. So just because they're getting married doesn't let doesn't mean He's going to let them through the gates, you know. But people no, can I would, kind I of think that believe would be so... what they want as long as it's behind yeah. closed doors, and as long as you're not trying to stop other people doing things. Like I don't drink, so my. My clause in life isn't to go out and stop people who drink from drinking. Uh-huh. It's to boycott drinking in my own life because I don't yes. want to. So when yeah. people kind of ban drugs or something, and they go, oh, it's a slippery slope. Everyone will be stoned and driving or teachers uh-huh. will be stoned. You're like, well, teachers aren't all drink driving now and they're not pissed no. while they're teaching your kids. So why would they be stoned? It's these weird back and forth arguments. And the one that really gets me about anyone who's homophobic is if they ever use the phrase unnatural. Because unnatural yes. is such a cherry-picked phrase used by idiots. And I've actually... I had arguments with very rational people who've used the unnatural argument. Uh, but it was about, like... I think a family member had come out of uh, of this family. And they were a uh-huh. bit uneasy or something. Because they were like, oh, but they're never going to have kids. And it's like, well, they'll adopt. And that's fine. Yes. Or, or they can do some of these, um, you know, these upcoming experiments with the three partner babies. And they go, uh-huh. yeah, but that's unnatural. It's like, oh, fuck you. We got past unnatural. A thousand five hundred years years ago that's why we live to our 90s now you can't pick and choose what's unnatural flying a plane is unnatural your clothing is unnatural paper computers technology none of it's natural you can't cut it off just because you go well that guy likes men and i'm not sure if i agree with that well that's fine you don't have (laughs) to agree with it but fuck off and shut up about it and deal with the fact that no one else wants to hear it i i had an experience recently at work and luke knows this because luke sat in the office just like jim shut up jim shut up jim shut up but i heard a guy talking I, w- I walked in and he was he was getting he was being served and i heard him say something about muslims um and i went and i couldn't walk away i had to sort of confront him about it and i was like what did you say um and we got onto the fact that he thought all muslims are going to kill us and stuff like that so right and we were talking about the quran he believes the quran tells them to kill people and stuff like but this he's wrong. Like, you're an absolute <laughs> idiot it says nothing like that promotes peace and harmony stuff like that um and then he got on to um people being gay and his mis- and when i said to him Okay, right. So you don't agree with people being gay? And he went, no. And I went, under any circumstances, you don't agree with people being gay? No. I said, right, okay. So have you ever watched lesbian porn? Oh, yeah, of course I have. Then, right, okay. So you're happy for two women to be gay? Well, yeah. 
Right, okay, so why are you not happy for two men to be gay? And he used this Because I was term. raised Obviously, on a council estate. Well, it's unnatural. Uh, I know it. Right, okay. But, so you're happy for two women to, ha- to have sex, but you're not happy for two men to have sex. That's completely contradictory. If, you're, if you say it's unnatural, it's, in your terms, it wouldn't be natural for two women to have sex. So for the fact that you like two women having sex just means that you're potentially uncomfortable with two men having sex because you're somewhat turned on by that or you get feelings that you can't understand and explain that confuses you so that turns into anger toxic masculinity is a weird thing in a lot of places in the uk because it's this kind of i think it it comes across with a lot of working class gentlemen as well is that there's a lot of stigma behind emotion or feelings and stuff Uh and then that really leads to these repressed angry right-wing balding twats who yes. just kind of hate everything and everyone because they think they're really hard done by and it's very piss irritating because it's just they are the kind of mugs who stand in a pub just going oh well this country's going to the dogs all I'm doing it no yeah. I can't get no jobs well that probably says more about you than it does about the immigration crisis because yeah. th- like if someone's coming over a refugee is coming over here and trying to take your job with no education and can barely speak English. They're clearly better than you are if they're getting the job over you. So the maybe is, try improving your skills. Jobs that these are, these guys are doing, you know, people that live here wouldn't want to do anyway. So they're complaining about it. But if that job was available, they'd they turn wouldn't it down take anyway. it. They'd go, no, nah, I'm waiting for the right job. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I just, and it don't even get me on the, like, I, I, I say to people, like, they're like, well, they keep coming to our country. And I'm like, yes, but you've got to remember why they're coming to our country. They're in a country that is in war torn 24 7. I say to them, do you have children? Yes. Okay, so you would do anything for your children, wouldn't you? Yes. Right, okay. So imagine you're in a country where you're constantly under threat from airstrikes, bombs, IEDs, just, you know, uh, slavery, anything like that. And you have you have the option to get your children out of that situation and into a safer, better environment, but you've got to do that illegally you're going to do that. So put yourselves in their shoes and you'll understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I agree. I don't care that they're coming to our country. It's a colossal lack of Because half of, of them empathy. are coming here and doing a better job of building up our economy than you are. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Yeah. Everyone who, anyone who's kind of vocal about this is typically part of society that we can do without and who uh-huh. aren't actually contributing anything. I completely agree. And so it's fine. We could just let them be. People will hate are. me for that. But most people that are against that sort of thing are the people that are on benefits themselves <laughs> and, you know, have some kind of issue with it. And it's kind of like if I get if I went to you, right, I've taken this uh, toilet cleaning job from this Polish gentleman. You can have it. No, that's all right, mate. Yeah, I, I don't you know, want that. That's, job, that I'd guarantee that would be what happened. Yeah, Yet that. That or it, it doesn't have to be Polish. It could be, you know, Iranian, anything like that. That person would take that job with open arms and be very grateful for because it because the opportunity is there. Because the opportunity to improve their life and obviously their living this is very this is family. very kind of case by case. And obviously yeah. there are some oh, people absolutely. who take That's the piss out the, the system for everyone. Yeah, there are some people who help the system. It's a very grey yes. area, and we should probably diffuse some of the anger in this podcast that's happened over the last <laughs> couple of minutes by Jim playing our first proper game hog hogcast segment. This let's go is haiku. Do you think you are now? Ooh. Last week, haiku. Do you think you are? We had 
Guilty Pleasures by Yana Winchester and Spammels and I went head to head with three haikus of our own. For those of you who aren't aware of what haiku do you think you are is, I put forward a subject matter for you guys to decide between me and my guests what we're going to make a haiku about. And basically we have to decide, well, we have to deliver these and then you guys have to decide which one is the best. So this week we've got Ace Trainer Liam on first dates. That was the subject matter he wanted. Naturally, we've had a couple of suggestions on this from Liam and also from Ice Bear. So Liam's suggestion was, met a girl tonight, must like balloon animals, purse full of Johnnies. (laughs) And Ice Bear (laughs) said, took her to Nando's. She got the hot chicken wrap. Still burns when I pee. (laughs) (laughs) So these are quite strong contenders. So basically, Jim, our haiku do you think you are this week is going to be first dates. So, Jim, do you want to take it away with your first haiku? Do you think you are? Absolutely. If she ends up boring, don't panic. You can just stare at her boobies. (laughs) Great. Fantastic. Okay, a good start. So straight in for just ignore her, stare at the breasts. I like it. Yeah, if she's boring. Now, I should mention that my haikus actually tell a story because there's one for kind of each stage of the relationship in terms of matching on Tinder, going for dinner, and then the aftermath of dinner. So let's start at the beginning. Haiku, do you think you are? We matched on Tinder. One photo with two girls in. She was the rough one. <laughs> that always happens to me. You it kind does. of swipe them. There's only one picture. It's like one who's really attractive who you had your eye on and her yeah. less attractive friend. And when you swipe through and she gives you a Facebook or an Instagram, you discover that it was the one you weren't desiring necessarily yeah, when you, you The best way to find out what someone actually looks like is go from the photos that they've posted to the photos that other people have posted of them. Right. That's when you see the real them because they will not post vid- uh, photos of them where they look bad. They will only post the be- the photos that represent them in a good light. This is a other good Other people don't give a damn about that. So, you know when you go to someone's Facebook and it has po- uh, po- like posted videos or photos of You've got go to click to the on photos those. of and then you'll see that, see that person. Yeah, the real person. So, Jim, what is your second haiku who do you think you are? Okay, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. It's a good first date until you find out that she has a dick down there. <laughs> 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 At what point in the date does that happen? Is it like, is it conversational? When I you mean, when you were envisioning anytime, this, was you know? it, you know, when you were It could be when late. you get up for a wee and she follows you in. Right, <laughs> when she stood and she comes into the urinal next to you, like, all yeah. right, Dave. She what? just comes in, pulls up the skirt and whips one out and you're like, <laughs> Fair okay, enough. this has taken an interesting turn. Yeah. Okay, so here's my second one that's also, it's, it's mid-date. Took her to dinner. Halfway through, I risked a fart and soiled myself. <laughs> it's a true story. Oh, oh god. It's not. It's not. It's not. I just <laughs> it's not. Say that I'm just, now. I just want you I to know it's never. Not. I have never shit myself on a date. I swear. On a date, he says. Yeah, on a date, he says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Jim, what is your third and final haiku do you think you are? Okay, I'm going to finish on a blinder. Come on. I once had sex on a first date, but to be fair, my sister is easy. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jim. Oh, that got me. Boom. Oh, my ribs. Oh, I wasn't expecting that one. Oh, Christ. I told you I went with funny. You really did. Christ. Okay. 
Right, here's my third and final haiku. Do you think you are? We walk to her door. Maintain strong, firm eye contact. Shit on her doorstep. <laughs> that for me. <laughs> that's how you end a date that's gone badly. It's slowly leaking in down the your style, leg. Just staring at her face, not even smiling. You're just looking, and you just, just lay vacant. a log. Just, just and vacant then, and, and just dead. walk away. You can't wipe unless you drag your ass along her welcome mat like a beast. Yeah, I mean, or you you kind of could just get up on the, the hand railing and just slide down it. <laughs> just leaving like a, a mark jungle all the way book. down. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, guys, there we go. That is this week's Haiku Do You Think You Are. Thank you very much, Liam, for your suggestion of first dates. Admittedly, he did actually suggest sex on a first date. But I think we kind of managed to swerve around that a bit by going for first dates in general. But that was good fun. Yes. A deep I mean, inside I, how I our still brains went work. there. But... You did. Of course you did. I wasn't expecting anything less, Jim. <laughs> that is fairly normal for the haiku do you think you are section. Now, speaking of sections and also speaking of normal, our next section that we have for the Game Hog Hogcast is a wonderful section called Am I Normal? Am I Normal is a little section where basically we just get you guys to put forward things that you do in your life. Maybe your family do them. Maybe you do them. Maybe they're weird or maybe they're just weird enough that everybody does them. So for me, the first example I always give that makes people go, oh, I get what you're talking about. I always thought there were sharks in swimming pools. Okay, right. I know that's absurd, but that's always been my am I normal. So, Jim, okay. what is your am I normal? Okay, my am I normal thing was um, I once, uh, regarding pregnancy, I once thought that women became pregnant when they got married. <laughs> right. So, when they got married, they became pregnant and not by having sex. I think this resulted from when I was younger, I used to see a lot of photos of, you know, a married couple, the, the, the wife would be in a white dress, etc. The man would be next to her in his tuxedo, but she would be pregnant, so she'd have a baby bump. Right. And because I saw this multiple times, that led my belief to the fact that women became pregnant when they got married. Wow, well, that's one why. of those things that, yeah. like, if you, if you have that thought process and you never have anyone else correct it, you will just think that for eternity. Yeah. I don't think I ever discussed it with anyone. Obviously, I was quite young, well, so... obviously, yeah. But there's loads of shit like that that I had growing up where... I just assumed stuff was true because I'd been told it when I was four or five and I'd never actually verified it with someone. Someone when I was four years old, I still remember this, a Chinook flew over the top of our school and they went, <laughs> careful, one of them could drop a nuclear bomb on, the, on a country. And I went, really? Until I realised that they're not bombing carriers. They don't carry bombs. <laughs> they're for cargo and for troops and, and shit. people, yeah. yeah. It was mental. But I believed that for years. And there's loads of shit like that that I've always had. So, for instance, my Am I Normal this month was things like I've always grown up with a history of weird words. Because, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you did this, but, like, did the word cuddle ever become cuggle to you? No. See, no, that, that so. one, when I ask people that, that's quite a standard one. But, I, right. I don't know, there's a few words that I had. Maybe it was from, it was either from when my parents were babies, and so it's things that they then say as jokes to their babies. Or maybe it's uh -huh. things that I said as a baby, or my brother said that they now parody now that we're older. But I have a yeah. history of weird words in my family, so we add unts to the end of things. So this right. this came from my dad because he had a friend called Larry. Larry's full name was Lawrence, and so he was right, he was okay, never yeah. like why why aren't other words that end with Y short for that? So why isn't curry short for occurrence? Or why isn't sorry short for so like I can't even say that out loud? God, why is sorry short for Sorens? 
and things like that, yeah. you know. So that's now become a thing in my family. So anything ending with a Y now has unts in it. So my dog Bertley is Bertlands for things right. like that. And that kind of happens with us in NGE sounds, like lozenge. We try and turn yeah. everything into an unge sound because there's something really amusing about it. And shit like that. I'm wondering if other people have that in their families. Like, I, I, imagine I couldn't do, say yeah. fox or socks or box growing up, so it was fosk or something. Or that was uh-huh. my dad, and that's translated to us as a joke they did. Something like that. But that's my ally yeah. normal. Do you have stuff like that? Well, I th- even to this day, I say catch up. Catch up, really? Yeah, even to this day. And I, I don't do it deliberately. I don't even notice I'm doing it. Other people will go, what did you say? And I go, catch up. Catch up. And they go, it's ketchup. Do you know this? Have you ever had one of these where you've always heard a word, but you've never seen it written down? No, I don't. So I had this with the group Spandau Ballet. You know, the ones who sing, gold, gold, always believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it was them. I never saw their name written down. I only ever heard people say it on an advert or the people who, you know, the radio DJ going, and that was Spandau Ballet, where then you hit gold. Or it was my parents going, oh, we're going to go see Spandau Ballet. So basically, I... I just had people saying Spandau Ballet, and I th- for yeah, years yeah. I thought it was Spandau Ballet. What? What is this? What is this? And then my dad said, "No, no, 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 sorry, it's Spandau Ballet. Spandau was a Korean prison or a Vietnamese prison yeah, or something. Okay. And then ballet, as in dancing, it's meant to be a kind of weird surrealist image. And I was like, Yeah, oh. yeah. okay. So basically, for like." 15 to 20 years I've just assumed this band were just like it's been random noise it's just been sound there probably have been words that have been like that for me but I can't think of them directly off the top of my head now but I know there have been words in the past that have been like that for me like I've I've always understood them as saying different and then someone has then gone and corrected me on it so I know there are words that have been like that for me in the past I just can't remember what they were interesting what about you guys who are listening at home do any of you guys have any weird quirks that you have as part of our am i normal or any other features that you guys hear on the podcast we love hearing from you whether you tweet us or whether you leave it in the comment section of the youtube version of this video you can reach us on twitter at at games and jim this is a perfect time for you to plug your socials where could people reach you so we have uh, twitter which is at luke james play we have our facebook which can be found simply by searching Luke and James Play. And then obviously our YouTube is Luke and James Play. And our Twitch is also Luke and James Play. So it's all very easy to find on most social networks. All you need to do is search Luke and James Play and you will find us. All you have to know is that the Twitter is the only one that that loses the ad. Twitter is the only one, yes. So it's you have Luke to search James Play. Luke James Play. But don't worry, both of these will be in the description below if you guys are watching on YouTube so that you can check it out. And if you are listening to the audio version, make sure you guys do migrate to the YouTube version at some point to check out the links of Luke and James and also to be sure that you're getting involved with all the features and leaving us your ideas. Now, the next feature that we have is a weird one. Now, the first week that I came up with this, I I didn't have a name for it. And at some point, I must have written this down. And it's kind of stuck now because it goes in with the reverb. So basically, this is a time travel segment that we call Super Tiny Wimey Hoggy Boggy Nonsense. <laughs> not a mouthful at all no not at all basically this is just a time in our lives or even in history that we want to travel back to and why so jim where would you travel back to if you could go back in time or forward in time so i chose to travel forward in time um i would travel to the future where medicine is far more advanced than ours 
um, and uh, find cures for things like cancer, Parkinson's, Crohn's disease, stuff like that, where um, our medical uh, uh, sort of knowledge has advanced so far that we have found cures for those diseases. And then I would bring that back to the present which would then alter the future because you would mm. have shifted the course of medical progression that's right by so much that the future medicine you got will actually have been ancient when you went to mm. get it so, so would that, all those people that would have died from those diseases but would they have died between then and would they have died because you've changed the past but you also changed the future this is where the paradoxes come in i don't yeah. know but okay, i get what you it mean gets, though it's it, very confusing it's a nice idea to go yeah. to the future and basically go have you discovered immortality yet Yes, we have. Great, can I have a bottle? Like, that would be <laughs> wonderful. I'd love that. See, see, they do it in Rick and Morty when Morty falls off the cliff. So Rick goes forward in time to where... Oh, where they there fix is broken a legs. Syringe yeah. To, yeah, to inject. But then, obviously, everyone is immortal and everyone is young, so then he ends up getting into this infinite loop of sleeping with all these really young, beautiful women. Um so yeah, it's very strange. But yeah, that's that's kind of what jogged my memory to the point of that, that's what I would do actually. It could do a lot of good. See, yours is quite morally nice. Mine are always slightly stupid or absurd, but I'm I think I'd go back and I'd either go back to university or slightly before uh-huh. university and I think I would just stop myself hanging with the wrong people. Just right, because the okay. people I lived with in second year didn't want me around and they made it really clear that they didn't want me around and i hated my first year so my second year i really needed some support there and none of it was there and so i just i just want to go back and go just fucking stop wasting your time these guys are dicks just leave it yeah (laughs) just go do other shit it's fine and if it wasn't that then i was probably gonna go back and maybe stop myself from dating a couple of girls who i dated who basically wrecked me emotionally at the time see mine was kind of similar i was gonna go with the one i did there my other one was a bit more selfish i was gonna go back to times when i've slept with really hot girls and go right back to just before so i could sleep with them again (laughs) oh jim (laughs) (laughs) isn't that what the wank banks keep going back you know yeah, every time I'm like bored and I'm just like, mm, you, <laughs> you know, just want to go you know, do that again. A, I fancy a quick one. I can go back in time to when I banged her. You know. Yeah, I suppose. Is it cheating when you go back in time? I see. I guess not. Well, I don't think so. It's that postcode law, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, well, that's when I was single. So all I'm doing is going back in time to when I was single. Because I've already banged her. This is the point. In the timeline, I've already had sex with her. Yeah, but hang on. So and- yeah, but in the timeline, yes, you have already had sex. Oh, no, 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 because you wouldn't be going back and doing it again. You'd be going back to just before you just did Just before. It. So you would you both still be at the same tally of sex. Yeah, so right. that's still the first I'm time you've you. had sex with her. Yeah, this paradox yeah. resolves. Because there was this... I remember some guy on a radio show putting forward a conundrum for people to try and respond to. And it was something along the lines of... You are going on holiday with your wife. You get to okay. the airport and you suddenly go... Fuck, I've left the tickets at home. So you get given a time-transporting watch to take you back in time, and you go back to before you leave, and you remember to put the tickets on the mantelpiece so that you remember to take them with you. Whilst you're back there, your wife comes in and goes, Fancy a shag? And you go, Yeah. And then you have sex, and then you pop back to the future. Now, Uh have you cheated on your wife with your wife with your wife and has she cheated on you with you 
Do you see like do you see how this becomes a conundrum because the answer is I no get it. but it's also yes. I get it but n- I would say no. You're saying it's not because cheating. They're not it's like it's not like they're twins so they're not two separate entities or anything like that is the same but we're person, talking dimensional shifts at this point yeah but they're just different points of time yeah i guess it's like it's that like moment in saying, austin powers where he goes back and shags his wife with austin yeah, from 10 minutes ago but it's like i had sex with my wife you know let's say yesterday so does that mean in the past I've cheated on my wife? Because that's the past version no, of her. Okay, fine. When you put it that so, way, it makes total sense. Yeah. So that's all it would be. <laughs> because when you go back in back to where you were in in the timeline, that would still just be in the past. All you've done is banged your wife yesterday. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, you're right. You are so right. So technically it's not cheating, is it? Because all you've done is just banged your wife in a different point of time this is true i don't know what do you guys think listening let me know is that cheating is one person up one in the sex world or are they not <laughs> i don't know we need to we need to try and decide this this is something that if i was a god i'd probably do actually that brings <laughs> i didn't even mean to say that but that has actually brought us neatly onto our next segment which is let's okay. play god we're getting to know you very quick fire jim we start and end with all these questionnaires but we go through these features in the middle to try and learn about you outside okay. of the usual youtube questioning so this is a segment that we like to call let's play god <sighs> And every time you do it, the reverb comes in. So, Jim, do you want to try it? Let's play God! Magnificent. It just feels powerful, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It's magnificent. I feel godly now. So, basically, what this is, is this is a segment where the guest and myself, we discuss something that we would change about humankind or society or about the planet Earth. We would then discuss how that would affect us and how it would affect life and things like that and it would just be interesting to see what happens in that regard so jim do you have a thing for let's play god i absolutely do and my one people are either gonna hate me or love me for it but i would completely and utterly remove religion from the earth wow okay so you've gone for quite a heavy one there Mm. interesting now without offending too many people why (laughs) because i'm not like an atheist that is gonna go i'm not gonna listen to your point i hate everything don't be religious i'm not that kind of person if i had the option to remove it all then i would remove it uh, because no one would miss it because it would never have existed so it's not like i'm going i'm you know i'm forcing you to not be religious interesting it's just i'm taking it away so you'd never know it was there so but i just i think religion causes more problems than it solves I don't, I don't, most wars are fought over religion because people's two different beliefs are, uh, are so different that they can't bear to live with each other. Yeah, you kind of and don't really go to, to war other. over a lack of believing in something. No, <laughs> it's always I mean, if you look at most wars views. that are going on at the moment, they've started over religion. We're at war with ISIS. That started over religion. They don't like the fact that we're a different religion to them. Our beliefs are completely different. They want to eradicate us. We want to eradicate them. There's the argument that so, a lot of our moral values come from religion, but I'd argue that there's probably the more thing, inherent And, and I, d- I completely disagree with yeah. that because I would say to someone, if you put me in front of someone, I'm just going to pick a religion out of the air here, um, Christianity. So you put me in front of a person um, that's Christian. Now I say to them, why do you do things right and wrong why do you choose the right over wrong to get to and heaven. they say well because if i do the wrong thing i go to hell but if i do the right thing i go to heaven and i say right okay well i as the as an atheist don't get rewarded for either i don't do bad things 
because I'm not a dick and I don't want to do bad things because doing bad things makes me feel bad as a person. I do good things because that makes me feel good and makes the people that I'm doing good things towards do, you know, be good. I'm not doing it for a potential reward. I would say to that person, if heaven, if you didn't believe in heaven and hell, would you be a bad person? Because you're no longer going to be punished for your so-called sins. It's interesting because the question never flips around in that way, does it? That's a good point. Yeah. It's quite Ricky Gervais' so point you've made there, actually. It's quite I am a better person than you because I'm choosing to be a better person to be a better person. Interesting. Not because I'm going to be rewarded for doing so. Mine is a bit less serious, but it does have to do with bettering society, Jim. Okay. Mine would either be a more passive version of this would be telepathy for commuters. Right. <laughs> and so because the amount like so let let me just say now I am a very fast walker and I know people will be like yeah but he's a rake and he doesn't have any muscle. It doesn't matter. I don't know where this shit comes from, but I walk yeah. like a bullet train. I will so do I, I I just I know I'm out. I've got to get to that place. There's a reason I'm out. Walk, go, get there. If I'm yeah. on the tube and somebody interrupts my stride, it really, uh, it honestly sends me to a frenzy, a silent frenzy, but a frenzy nonetheless. And so I would yeah. just have telepathy, just so I could go, excuse me, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be calm, who am I kidding? It would be, excuse me, <laughs> the gentleman behind you is too polite to ask, but can you get out of the fucking way with your fucking two suitcases walking in front of everyone <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just doesn't make sense to me but if it wasn't going to be the telepathy it would be armed police with cattle prods and maybe sniper rifles ready to right. take those slow walkers down if they go okay. below a certain mile per hour so threshold. are we talking lethal bullets or kind of like we're talking rubber bullets that'll probably make them go ha ah! maybe even a shot of yeah, adrenaline like to make them give run. you a bruise yeah. yeah yeah just something that'll really make you go shit i shouldn't walk slowly anymore yeah yeah admittedly there but you know how you have male lose female lose disabled lose that's what you'd have in life you'd have fast lane slow lane okay. disabled lane so the slow lane is still slow but the fast yeah. lane is super fast and the disabled lane is for people who are maybe wheelchair bound or maybe don't have a leg to walk yeah. with stuff like that so you have a much simpler version to fix your problem go Ed. on what's your rather way? than you know shooting people and things like that just make everyone a fast walker no jim no because then too many people that that's the thing jim is i can get ahead of everyone else because right, i'm quick okay. getting off a plane i can be at the back of the plane and be at the front of the plane before everybody Within has seconds. got to the the passport section <laughs> i am right. that fast it's very okay. like, i really really power walk so for me making other people fast that's probably going to irritate me in other ways that aren't down right to that. i'm with you you get okay. me you kind of feel me bro you get that gospel yeah, i get it i get it that was a good argument to my comment so like i said guys if any of you have any thoughts on the am i normal on super timey wimey hoggy boggy nonsense or alternatively on let's play god then be sure to leave a comment in the comment section below so that we know what to do or so i can read out some of your suggestions or some of your jokes or some of your weird quirks so, Jim, I think you and I, we've had a very good discussion today. I think we've really got to know quite a lot about you uh, in terms yeah, of I've really your more this. extreme political views. Not necessarily extreme political. It's not quite what I meant, but mm -hmm. in terms of your more political and religious side. And also your more yes. kind of 
and a whimsical side. So we've really got to see a, yeah. a nice mixture of the two. So we are now going to come to the final segment of the Hogcast. This is the Game Hog Quickfire Questionnaire. Now, Jim, every week I prepare 10 or 11 questions to throw very quickly at my guest. You won't have any mm-hmm. time to think. I want you to rattle these okay. off as quickly as possible. I don't want you to think about the answer. The questions might not necessarily be very interesting. They might be quite of mm-hmm. random or surreal, but it's just about how quickly you think on your feet. So James of Luke can James play are you ready to face the quickfire questionnaire I am so ready your time begins now Luke or James James incorrect Luke or James James Luke incorrect Luke or James James incorrect <laughs> mustard or ketchup ketchup incorrect blood or feces feces <laughs> correct <laughs> what would the channel be called if Luke was a ghost uh, Ghost and James play. Incorrect. It's Spook and James play. Oh, what would the channel be called if Luke was made entirely of vomit? <laughs> um, vomit and James. No, it's Puke, Puke and James play. I'm afraid you lost point play. there. In heaven, what is your mattress filled with? Sweets. Good stuff. What kind of sweets? Uh, those. I can't remember Cream the egg? Re- Reasons. Raisins. Reasons. They're like Reasons? Tro- dark lit fudge things. Yeah, they're good. Okay. You and your companion Luke are climbing the treacherous mountain of certain death off the coast of Wales. <laughs> As you near the summit, a mighty eagle swoops down and tries to steal Luke. What object do you use to distract the furious eagle in order to reach the summit and finally prove to your wife that you can climb the mountain of certain death? Um, I would quickly pull Luke's trousers down so the eagle thinks it's a maggot. But wouldn't that wouldn't that make him try oh, yeah. and... Damn it. You, you want to try and dissuade the eagle. Okay, um... You're thinking, don't I think. I throw something from my pockets. What have it. you got in your pockets, Jim? What do you throw? Change. Change. Okay, you hit the eagle and you win. Well done. What position is the wrong position? The position that hurts me. Correct. It's now time for our final question. You have made it to the final round, Jim. Are you ready for the finale? I think so. You and Luke inherit a new bald eagle as your mascot from a dying relative (laughs) that you know nothing about. What do you name it? Leonard. Leonard. It'll do. It'll do. So, Jim, I think you've actually managed to get the highest score so far, although I don't know what that was. I think it's actually been... I think you got four points. I'm going to give you four oh, nice. points. Not that I know what that means, but I'm going to give you four yeah. points. I'll take it. In the I'll Game Hog Quickfire Questionnaire. And that brings us neatly to the end of the third ever Hogcast. Jim, have you enjoyed your time here on the Game Hog Podcast? It's been absolutely amazing. I've actually really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you here. And I hope that we'll be able to have Luke on at some point. Obviously, people are probably wondering, why have we only got Luke or James on different podcasts? And that's because we want to kind of have this more relaxed vibe. And having three of us, it may go a bit more chaotic. We may get to more Three Men podcasts later down the line in the series, but for now, we're going to maintain this one-on-one kind of thing and see how it goes. But Jim, thank you very much for watching this. Watching this? What am I saying? <laughs> thank you very much for being in this while everyone else watches it. That's that's kind of what I meant to say. It has been a pleasure having you here. So guys, if you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you let me know in that comment section below. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at GameHogGames, and you can find Luke and James at, at LukeJamesPlay. Be sure to give both 
both of us a follow. I'll also put all the links to their stuff in the description below. Thank you very much for listening to the third ever Hogcast. Hopefully next week we will have Luke of Luke and James play. If not, then we'll probably have potentially Isla McTeer. So do not worry, we will have another guest for you guys soon. So be sure to leave us some more notes about what haiku I'm going to do with my new guest and any other suggestions for further podcasts. Thank you very much for listening to the Hogcast, guys, and we will see you next time in your ear holes. Bye, Z's. Bye. 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 Bye.